All right, guys, welcome to the IST podcast. Um, this is the last one of 2023. I think this is episode 50. 51? Fif- is it 50 or 51? It's one of those. Yeah. Okay. I think it's 51. All right, so 51. Um, it's, a big, it's a big milestone every week, I guess. <laughs> every week, and we're staying consistent with it. So uh, today we're just going to talk about how to maximize our time in class. So during our one hour that we have here, sometimes maybe an hour, two, three, but how to maximize that time. Um, our question to start the day, though, is if you were on an island, you'd know you were there for 14 days, like a nice Caribbean island, what two items would you bring? And this is like a deserted island. A, a nice deserted Caribbean island. Nice deserted Caribbean island. And you know that you have fire. Okay. That's the one thing. So you have, you, have you have fire. There's like, all right, there's a fire pit there. I'm assuming you know how to stoke it and keep the ember going, like all that stuff. So. <clears throat> okay. So I'm not going to bring a fishing pole because I would suck at that. You said two items? Two items. I guess I'm bringing like a rifle. Uh, or no, I got a better idea. I'm going to bring a pot and I'm going to bring a 50 pound bag of white rice. And okay. then I, my food needs are taken care of. Okay. And then I guess I'm going to have to break the trees and make a shelter with my hands. So probably poor planning on my part. Um, I guess that's what I'm going to go with. I'm gonna, I don't want to be hungry. Okay. <laughs> you couldn't last 14 days. I might die without shelter, though. You need the fire in the pot to boil your water. So it's yeah. a good call. I, yeah, I won't die of starvation. I'll probably get killed by an animal or something. Joe, what you got? This might be a made-up thing, but I'm pretty sure they probably have it. It's like a water bottle with a filter. So like, like a, like a it's sal- own desalination like device. Like a self-distilling water bottle. Didn't, That's a- one. didn't Akon help develop this? Akon, Akon, Akon as in the rapper yes. Akon? He did like a bunch of good stuff. Legend. After his career. Legend. We need a fact checker. Yeah. Live. We'll bring one on the podcast next year. Okay, you keep going. Uh, so that's one, so... I'm not going to die of thirst, hopefully. And then two... That's why I was going to boil the water, Joe. Come on. Well, yeah, you yours were better. After, like, as I was listening, I'm like, his is going to be better than mine. Um, so the self-distilling water bottle. And then two... I was going to say fishing pole because <laughs> that's like... I eat. mean, you can try. Like, yeah. I even if I suck, I can go a couple days without food. Hopefully I don't suck so bad I go like 14 days without food, but I think I'll be able to get some in 14 days. Yeah, fishing pole and you get a lure with it. And it's an easy one. That okay. And that's, one, and that's one item. That's one item. Right. Okay. All right. Well, so you lost Ray Joe Smart on that Well, one. there's my two. Okay. Uh, Good luck cooking your fish with no pan. <laughs> I think I would go. I'm going to die of third degree burns holding my <laughs> fish <laughs> with fire. I would go with a fishing pole. It takes your time off mentally. Um, but that's good. yeah, that's true. Mental health is important when you're on the island. I, I guess it's an, like, I don't know how bad the bugs would be. I was going to say like bug spray or bug dope, but, um, I, I think I'll go with a pot. You need to have water. I don't want to use like a coconut or something that would burn. So, Ooh. so really not exciting things. Fishing pole, pot, try to survive. I was going to say do. like a gun to like shoot a boar or something, but then there's so much. More I'm thinking that there's probably not, not many mammals. And stuff like that. There's, I don't know how many pores. That's the kind of what I'm thinking. I would feel so bad, like shooting a parrot or something, too. 
Uh, back to Akon. It'd be talking to you I, the I whole looked, time. I just like... quickly tried to fact check Akon's thing, and all I had was Akon throws kid off stage for throwing water <laughs> bottle, and U.S. rapper Akon fined 350 for throwing fan off stage. That's close. And then there's an Akon lighting Africa water bottle. So I think he, I don't know if he developed that, but he has a water bottle. Okay. That's like Akon on it. So. Uh, close enough, in my opinion. That's so. the answer. Akon's a legend, so. I can't argue with any of that, except for throwing the fan off the stage. <laughs> uh, all right, so back to maximizing our time in class. Uh, I wrote down a couple things here. I, I think I'm going to start with warm-up and taking it really seriously. And, like, if it's a six-minute piece, being intentional about going through all the movements, full ranges of motion, trying to focus as much as you can, and just get more solid reps. Like, if we have five down-dog push-ups in a six-minute round, trying to get an extra round in there to get 15 more push-ups every day which adds up in the long run so it's kind of my thought is intentionality and warm-ups yeah i'm, I'm gonna take it one step back before the warm-up even. God, yeah, I mean, maybe it's on the way here or maybe it's when you're at home uh, but just the mental preparation getting your mind right some people would call it uh, maybe for you it's thinking about why you're doing this uh, that might set your mindset in a better spot so maybe you're a competitor uh, you're coming in for the day you want to maximize your performance so you want to have that in mind. Maybe you're here uh, focused on health or just, just getting through it, maybe a stress relief type of day, uh, just kind of setting your mind even before uh, you get here. For me, it might be I'm driving here, uh, maybe I'm drinking caffeine or whatever, and then listening to one of the songs I like to, to make me feel like I'm ready to start my warm-up and give it that full purpose, kind of like what you're talking about, uh, versus using the warm-up to get my mind right and kind of wasting the warm-up in a way. Um, so I want to be ready to go for the warm-up, and then that warm-up can be really good, high quality. Would, uh, like, that kind of goes hand-in-hand with, like, having a plan almost. Like, yeah. having a plan even with your strength stuff. Yep. You know, seeing the workout the night before and being like, this is what I'm trying to hit can save some time as well and maximize it. So That's probably a big one for beginners, too. Uh, maybe if you've been doing this 5, 10 years, you can maybe fly by the seat of your pants a little bit better, mm-hmm. make better decisions that way. But I think, yeah, most people are going to benefit from having some sort of idea of how things are going to feel, weights you're going to use, that type of stuff. Yeah. Almost visualizing the whole workout beforehand. Like back squats are sets of three. It's like come four sets of three coming in and being like, you kind of have a, a, a game plan on what you're going to hit for reps or what weights I think yep. is, is big. So we, we value the warm up so much that no matter how much we want to try to get through in a day, we're never, ever going to skip that. So that should show you guys how valuable we see it as. You guys touched on a lot of the stuff. I, to me, I look at the warm-up as like you're here on time as well. So like you talk about the mental side of it. Hey, I'm not stressing myself out because I'm showing up late. I'm physically here like with my mind and my body and I'm ready to start preparing my body for whatever we're going to do for the rest of class. So for me, it's my brain transitions out of, Hey, whatever I had else going on during the day. Now I'm here. Now I'm focused and let's try to execute it to the best of my 60 minutes or whatever I have. And even if you did have a, say like a stressful day or something, the warm up is that time to be like, okay, I can, try to mentally switch off from that and mentally switch into whatever I'm going to try to do and, and try to execute that plan, like you said, for whatever the class is. 
having a plan, I'm, I'm not sure if it's on your list, but like you need to have been tracking the last, like whatever your previous workouts are and that will help you have a better plan. That's why we encourage you guys to track and encourage you guys to utilize, you know, whether it's a journal or sugar water, whatever that also takes stress away because you can just refer back on your notes and you can make a much more educated and just like way easier laid out approach to how you want to progress to the next week. Yeah. Um, five, I mean, coming early even a little bit, I think for some people, I mean, I get to see noon class every day. Some people, I mean, having the luxury and being able to, which is, which is nice, but being five to 10 minutes early and just like for some folks sitting there and just like decompressing and taking it all in, it can be a big deal to maximize everything. And so like trying to get here an extra minute early, I know it's harder for some classes, but maybe throwing in an extra stretch, right? Your ankles are tight. All right, let's, let's hit your favorite ankle stretch for two minutes. That's it. Maybe hit band pulls for 50 to a hundred reps, but trying to just add that little bit more of time. Maybe it's a little bit after as well can go a long way, I think. And, And many of us do that. Um, I know sometimes it's, it's hard to be on on time and, and stay a little bit after, but if you can, I think it's important. Yeah. And that's a good time to work on maybe individual, um, issues or weaknesses that you might be having. Uh, right now I'm dealing with some like elbow stuff. So I'm doing some elbow, uh, tendonitis warm up. Basically, I'm basically just warming up my elbow specifically, uh, where maybe the general warm up that we've written isn't targeting that as much, but that's going to help me feel better for that workout, uh, warming up on my own. That only takes me, it's 45 seconds each elbow times two so three minutes or so but you know you're gonna feel way better after you do it way better so that three that three minutes for you is super valuable yep yeah i mean that's it's only you only need two sets to get warm that's it for for the elbow okay for general how about the knees that might be depending on the day 30 minutes five to ten yeah yeah (laughs) 45 minutes yeah just like the pistols as we're talking about pistol squats Yeah. yeah um i guess another thing i have maximizing time is just asking questions um, I don't, we don't get tons of questions as a, as a group, maybe more individually, but asking questions can help us give you kind of our intention to the workout to what we want from it, why we're doing something. So, um, asking, never be afraid to, I think that it goes a long way. I don't think there's a really a bad question unless you were talking the entire time we were talking. Um, You're like, well, what are we doing? And yeah. saying, what are we doing? But you guys going to know what I mean there. Like just asking questions to clarify stuff and. I think that can help as well. Yeah, and even though the class does move at, it, it moves at a pretty good clip. Like, we have you guys busy the whole time. There is downtime. Like, when we give you guys an individual warm-up or maybe there's a little bit longer transition between certain things, that's a great time. Like, we're normally just walking the floor. Like, flag us down real quick. Ask us, and we can definitely help clarify that because the more... The more we are helping you guys move in as linear of a direction as possible, as far as like, it's super crystal clear. This is how I'm going to do it this week. This is how I progress it next week. Takes all the guessing game out of it. And progress usually happens a lot quicker. If there's like a super clear route on, hey, this is how we want it to be executed. And then if you can try to do it to the best of your ability, you're going to get better at a faster rate for you. So yeah, asking questions is super important. Mm. It sometimes does worry me a little bit. Like if, if we give a pretty comprehensive brief 
and there's like 26 people and I just kind of see him like looking through me a little bit. I'm like, oh, I don't know if anybody, <laughs> maybe like the lights are on, but I don't know if anybody was home. Like, is this going to go well if, type thing? If two or more folks don't understand something and it's, 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 it's on our us. Fault. It's on <laughs> yeah. us. And that's yeah. how I really do yeah. think that. So Yeah. And, and that's, it happens every once in a while, but if we have good questions, that also means like, hey, people are starting to think at a little bit deeper level too. Yeah. Not just, hey, w- what what's on the board? They're going to start asking me like, well, why is this? Why is this with this? And why was this different than last week? Like though, that shows us that people are mm-hmm. actually pretty invested and they're starting to think past that maybe like first layer into, you know, a secondary, even like a tertiary, like why are, what's the greater macro thing that's going on here? Definitely comes with time, right? Yeah, and, and yeah, and we see people who are more veteran members usually asking those questions. But when somebody's new and they're asking a lot of questions, that's actually super encouraging for me anyway. Like it shows me that they're interested yeah. and, and invested in what they're doing I here. I want to be here. I mean, when yeah. I, I came from a lifting background. The first time I saw a CrossFit board, I was like, I don't know what any of this is. Why is it 21.59? Why is, yeah. what's an AMRAP? Uh, I remember just, yeah, I'm like trying to learn a language. It's its own the vocabulary, first time I saw for it, sure. Yeah. yeah, and then you can get like the really crazy abbreviations or it's just like, that could mean anything at this point. <laughs> it yeah. literally could. It could mean anything. You just be creative. There's T2B. I've never seen that. I mean, like there's a number in this word. What is that? T2B. Yeah. E-O-M-O-M. Every other minute on the minute. Yeah, I've like, seen that. That's on. a good one. Uh, I guess another thing I had too is like going past warm up. And going into our strength work, like having kind of coming back to warm up, having good warm up sets can help, right? If we have a, let's just say a set of three by or a workout three by five back squat, and we give you eight minutes to warm up before that, I think it's important for you to really prioritize getting like four or five warm up sets before you hit your working sets so you can hit those big intense numbers. So um, I think, again, we've, we've done a great job of that. That's just always something to think about, like, having a game plan there too, like before you hit your work sets. If you truly want to maximize your, so say it's four working sets. If you kind of waste your warm up, and then two of your four working sets are kind of like warm ups, then really you're only taking away two challenging sets on the day. Any strength program, that'd be hard to get stronger and get better at. So yeah, if you actually hit a really focused and intense uh, warm up, you can get four quality sets. I, you know, we encourage people like, hey, each set, like, let's try to add a little bit of weight. That's the progressive overload principle. That doesn't look the same as like, hey, if I know somebody can back squat 315, for example, for like five, but then their first set is at 135 for five, and then they go like 225 for five. It's like, this is obviously still a warm up for you, like, and you just kind of wasted your first two sets. Um, especially that, when that's not the, that's the, yeah. Especially when it's four by five, right? Where we, yeah. where we, that's back to questions and our intent of it versus like you have eight minutes to work up to the heavy set of five. Yeah. Right. So knowing the differences behind that is, is big too. Like, so. Yeah. And something that I feel like this took me a long time to develop. Uh, maybe it's just learning the technique and being like fully aware of all of the small points of it. But say I'm warming up like a back squat. 
I'm warming up initially just to get everything to feel good, like my ankles, knees, hips, back. Uh, I'm practicing my bracing, which is something I've been doing a better job of now. Before, I would just grab the light bar, not brace, and just go and do like a squid squat. You know, I'm just loose and gross. Uh, but that would warm up my lower body just fine. At the time, it was fine. But now I do a better job. Like, I brace every single rep all the time. And then once I feel warm enough to produce good amounts of force, because if I go like squat the bars hard and fast as you can with no warm-up, feels pretty bad. But once I'm warm enough, then I start to apply like the hardest force I can into the bar. Right? This would be for you know a power lift, like a, a bench or a squat or a deadlift or uh, maybe a snatch, although the timing's a little bit different. But applying full force to a, like 135 or 225, which you know could be 25 or 50 percent of my maximum. Uh, and then that prepares me for the heavier load versus, all right, that weight felt bad, that weight felt bad, and then just keep adding weight and it just continues to feel bad. Uh, I think the, the force production for me has been really important rather than just moving the bar, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes 100%. Like, because that's a skill in itself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's probably, it probably took me 10 years to develop that, honestly. And I think that that's don't want to talk about me. I think that's my biggest problem with some of these movements too, is just not being serious with bracing and bar speed until you get to your heavy working sets. And then, yeah. Oh no, this feels horrible. So like moving the light bar with like, like you would move the heavy bar, I think is that's great. Yeah. Well, and that's like from a strength training perspective, I would say that's like a third tier, maybe a fourth tier skill where it's like, Hey, yeah, you're warming up the muscular system, yeah. but you, you also, you're training your neurological system as well. Like when you talk about power development, speed, all that stuff, I know probably in like the last six months to a year, like a cue that I'll throw out a lot in class is like, let's move the bar with good speed, bar speed, bar speed. And you can, you can see people like the same weight is on yeah. the bar and they're literally just trying to move it faster. And they're like, wow, like that you know, that felt better. And then they're able to go heavier next set because their whole system is ready to handle more weight. The muscular system was ready, but if you unrack the bar and it feels really, really heavy, psychologically, that's not that much fun. Neurologically, like you might not actually be able to put the force into the bar that you need to. Um, I mean, like I said, that's a third or fourth tier thing. But if you're a relative beginner and you can start to ingrain those habits yeah. early, it might not take you 10 years, you know, it might take you three to five years. And like, you're going to be really reaching that like upper threshold of your strength abilities. Uh, an interesting point I have to add to this. Let's say you're using 225 pounds on the barbell, but you're applying 315 pounds of force. You're probably going to get more out of that than taking the 225 pound barbell and applying the minimum force. 225 pounds to it so you can get stronger with the lighter weights or the moderate weights yeah. and you don't have to beat your body up as much and that's probably one thing that's helped me a lot it's like instead of just grinding myself to the point where the bar is barely moving i just take a slightly lighter weight move it as hard as i can maybe i'm applying you know 405 pounds of force and that's going to give me a better benefit you can still get a good training effect yes and then not beating up your spine yes and then i can squat yeah two days later again, instead of feeling like I got hit by a truck or something. Yeah. All of your, all of your joints aren't taking all of that load. Yep. Yeah. You're right. If you're going to a literal maximum weight on the bar, that's not going to happen. High fatigue. That's not going to happen. Yeah. That's not going to happen more than, more than twice a week. Once a week, if you're twice a week, if you're really lucky, once a week is practical, but 
yeah, for longevity's sake, you can get a lot of strength benefit from just yeah moving things with purpose. And that's where I think it's our job as coaches. Like we need to stress those things because really, um, everybody's here just to stay healthy. So like, if you are a little bit beat up, the message coming from us might be like, Hey, you don't maybe need to go to a true maximum here as far as weight on the bar, but let's move it with good intention and let's move it well. So we're getting some kind of benefit speed on the barbell would be a good example upper body, lower body, whatever you can, you can take something away out of every train strength training session. Yeah. The reps left and reps in reserve type thing, I think can help that, right? We're not, that's been one of the trying my... to maximize. I mean, it's, yeah. I know it's real. It's, it's hard for people, I think, but at least it's an idea for some that you don't have to go to failure. On I think, day, right? I think that's been one of the best things we've implemented as like a gym. When did we, is it coming up on a year? We've been doing it for a while yeah, we, now. It was, it's more like, vague i guess we just kind of we've been saying it but now it's written and so i think for some people easier to understand when you see it written Mm -hmm. um but something i'm just going to keep talking but something interesting about that right when i'm taking a set to three reps from failure and i'm saying i'm going with maximum intensity and maximum effort every single rep but i still could do more that's that's what i mean it's really hard point to get across yeah i'm not going to failure in my intensity, but I'm applying as much intensity to every single rep. And when I do my fifth rep and mentally I could do three more, that's a good set for me versus like only feeling successful. If your last two reps or last three reps are absolute grinders and you barely make it. Yeah. Um, and we, I mean, your technique's going to be better at that point. You're applying the maximum force. You're going to get the strength. And then the important part, cause people are like, why would I not just take everything to failure? Right? I'm going to get super strong but you're producing so much fatigue that the next day, the next week, all those sessions take a hit versus having like five good sessions. You have one great hard session and then maybe three or four bad ones. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of the the point behind these reps in the tank. And we talk about when we start a strength cycle for people, we're trying to set you up well for, Hey, not just a win on the very first day because you feel good and you like all the things are clicking, but what does your progression look like six weeks down the line? So I'm sure people have started to notice at the beginning of a strength cycle, we're going to ask you to keep a little bit more in the tank, a few more reps in reserve, but that's for sure going to set you up better for the week following. And you're not building excess fatigue where you're going to be like, well, I'm two weeks in and I'm totally capped out, but Hey, guess what? I got to do a three rep back squat for four more weeks. Good luck. Like that's mentally not that much fun. Physically, like you're not going to get the same level of progression. Um, and I think a reason mentally a lot of people enjoy exercise is they want to see progression. So we're trying to build that in for you guys from a health perspective. We're not going to beat you up too much. And from a mental perspective, keeps you coming back and, and wanting a little bit more the next week, which is super motivating. Training ages. Of, I, I have to bring in training age on that too. That's not for everyone. If you're a newer lifter in here, some of the people that we haven't I think that's a little bit tougher For to sure. know as yeah. you're a beginner, even intermediate lifter. As you get better, you, you kind of know that, you know those things. Um, and so that's why we're walking around coaching and, and giving different goals for people, like where they should be. Maybe it's different rep schemes because we have a lot of people who are complete beginners with the bar. So having that, like mm-hmm. reps in reserve, I don't might not work 
that yeah. well yeah. for them. Yeah, I mean, that's another skill it takes forever to develop. When I first started, if I did 10 reps, I couldn't have told you. Well, if I went to failure, I could tell you I had none left. <laughs> yeah. But if I did 10 reps and it was light and you're like, how many more could you do? I'd be like, uh, I don't know, like 100 or 5. It could be anywhere in that zone. So, yeah, yeah. a skill again. Um, I kind of noticed myself being more, I can't think of another word off the top of my head, aggressive with somewhat beginners who are showing good consistency and progress. And it's like, well, we'll just use back squat as, as an example again. They might be doing a five rep back squat, but all five reps, no matter what weight is on the bar, uh, it moves exactly the same. It looks like their air squat. It's super fast. It's super efficient. I'm going to be more likely to walk over to that person and be like, hey, like you definitely need to add weight going in the next set because we kind of got to figure out some of our, um, not necessarily where our limits are, but where our true abilities are right now in the movement. And I'm watching to see like, when does that bar speed slow down? Because that's the indicator that you're probably getting a little bit closer to failure. And then you know you got that person to the right spot for today where it's like, okay, that was semi-tough. Great, make note of that and let's move on to next week. Okay. Um, we're nearing the end here. Uh, another thing I had, we can just run through a couple of things is like, I've recommended filler movements for folks. So in between sets of back squat, if that's the only thing we're doing on the day or deadlifting, you're getting a little bit more mobility or flexibility in. Maybe you have shoulder issues doing some sort of shoulder stretch or some sort of hip stretch. If you have knee or hip issues, um, something that I've liked, if it's every three minutes, you have to do five back squats. You'll have some time to do a little flexibility for some people, maybe not for everyone, but that's something that can help maximizing your time. Do we have anything with conditioning related? I know we, we might have basically to a, only talk about We strength. might have to do a part three. Yeah. To yeah. maximize your performance in the conditioning belt. Because yeah. there's a lot to talk about there because there's so many there's so many different workouts we can do, right? So I think we this, could we might have to do a part three. A yeah. lot of me there would be like check the workout out the night before and, and try to strategize, but that might give you anxiety and not want to come. So, so maybe that that's not a good idea. There's so a lot of gifts. Yeah. It was something we can talk about next week, but I think that we do have to wrap up here. We could talk forever. Yeah. We still have another half of the workout to talk about. Yeah. The, the end, the, the cool down. The, but yeah. Uh, I so, hope you guys took away something from this at least. Yeah. I, I took away that, uh, we still haven't really learned how to how to pace a, a podcast. So hopefully in 2023 we get a little bit better, better at that. And uh, we're pushing the limits. Yeah, and we just of human performance. Yeah, <laughs> we just got a lot to say. So it sounds like next week we'll talk a little bit more about the conditioning side. We might have to name this one "How to Maximize Your Warm Up." Like that's almost all we talked. Yeah, about. <laughs> yeah. We talked about warming up for general. We talked about warming up for strength, essentially. Yeah, which is fine, I guess. Yeah, uh, exactly. Um, but I, I hope you guys enjoy this. Um, if you like this, like like it on Facebook or whatever other streaming service and even share it. We want to keep getting people to listen and, and try to get something from these podcasts. So thank you so much for listening if you made it this far. And um, we hope you guys have a great rest of your 2022. 20, Happy New Year. That's it. That's it.